Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10 say, Honor the Lord with thy substance, and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. And I want to teach on the subject, it will go much further in God's hands. It'll go much further when you put it in God's hands. Amen. You know, when you... um, read the Word of God, uh, many, many places it talks about tithing, talks about giving, talks about offerings. Amen. And uh, tithing is all throughout the Bible, commanded, uh, and, and uh, it's a wonderful thing for uh, the people of God because tithing is more for us than it is for God. Amen. And one of the wonderful things about tithing is that nobody can tithe more than anybody else. No, Bill Gates, if he tithes, he can't tithe more than anybody else. Amen. He can't tithe more than somebody that makes minimum wage and and pays their tithes. Because the wonderful thing about tithing is that it has nothing to do with the dollar amount. Yeah, maybe the dollar amount is more, but the principle says tithing is based on a fixed percentage. Amen. And that's why it's fair for everybody. The word tithe equals a tenth. It means 10%. And uh, what are we supposed to tithe on? Well, our opening verse said, all thy increase. Amen. However we are increased, we are supposed to tithe on that. So what is all your increase? It's your income. It's what you receive. It's what you're blessed with. In in the Bible, in Luke chapter 18, verse 12, it says, one person said, it was a Pharisee, he said, I give tithes of all that I possess. Amen. So it's our increase. Now, when you think about it, our increase is more than just what our net payroll check is each pay period. Uh, Because, you know, these days there's so many uh, taxes taken out. There's so many pre-tax deductions taken out. Some uh, we have asked uh, to be taken out. For instance, not only is there federal and state taxes, Social Security tax taken out. Uh, We really don't have any choice about those. But, you know, if we are participating in a 401k at work, we, you know, we sometimes have a percentage taken out. Uh, that, comes, that comes out before our net. Uh, medical insurance, your, uh, your monthly premium that you pay, you know, your, maybe your company pays so much and you got to pay a little bit. And, you know, that comes out of your check usually. And, uh, and then there's also, uh, there's child care. There's these flex plans for medication. There's all kinds of things that can come out. Well, all those things deduct uh, you know, from the income so that, you know, the net check is so much about. So if we only pay on our net check, 
pay tithes, then really we're, uh, we're going to be receiving benefits from a lot of these other things that are taken out. Someday we're going to get Social Security. You know, I, I know we're not getting everything we paid in and we don't get all the taxes we paid in. I understand that. Amen. But we do get things back. We get that 401k money back and, and we're, we're paying for insurance and it's part of our, uh, our increase. It's part of our blessing. Amen. And what a lot of people don't realize is that these things are also considered part of our increase. And let me, let me give you an example. Like if somebody comes up to me and this would be, you know, this would be awesome or whatever. But say I'm just walking down the, the road and, and maybe a total stranger comes up to me and says, hey, you know, uh, I just feel like, you know, to shake your hand. And maybe during COVID, you know, that's not the greatest thing, but, you know, okay. And when he shakes my hand, in the handshake is I feel a piece of paper. And so, and then he says goodbye and he walks down. And then, you know, I look at it, and it's a $100 bill. The guy just gave me a $100 handshake. Those are nice handshakes. You know, I like any handshake, but, you know, that's nice. Uh, now, um, that's increase. I would just increase $100. So I should be paying tithes on that if I go along with the principle of tithing. So I'm just giving you an example. There's other examples, just an example of that. Amen. So, uh what part of our increase are we supposed to tithe? Uh, it, it's also in our opening scripture. The first fruits of all of our increase, which means the first part of our increase. Not the last part. Not if we have enough left over after we take care of everything else. we got to put God first. Remember, the Bible said that God is our first love and we are to seek His kingdom and His righteousness first. And then what happens? And in all these things that we're worried about, uh, that we're concerned about, will be given unto us. You know, and what are those things? If you, if you, you can read in Matthew chapter 6, at the end of the chapter, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Where are we going to go? Uh, how are we going to pay for this? What are, how are we going to put a roof over our head? All these things are our concerns. Everybody's concerned about that in life taking care of our families. Amen. But he said, if you'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, putting him as your first love. Amen. And so that means that he should also be first in our finances. Amen. And that means we should tithe on our increase as soon as we receive it. So we're not tempted. Amen. To just like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do this, then this. Oh, man, I don't have enough to pay my tithes. Take care of the Lord. But, you know, let it be the first fruits of my increase and then the rest will be blessed amen so that this begs the question that i have received many times over the years and that question is if things are are already tight in my finances and i'm living paycheck to paycheck how can i afford to pay my tithes i've heard that many many times in other words if i'm barely making it on the 100% I'm getting from my increase, whether it's, you know, my paycheck or whatever, my income, how can I possibly make it on only 90%? And these are all seem like very um, logical questions on the surface, but we are not dealing with logic when it comes to tithing. We're dealing with faith and obedience. Amen. 
When we honor God with the first fruits of all our increase, something miraculous will happen. That second verse that we, uh, that we read in the opening, verse uh, 10 of chapter 3 of Proverbs, when I uh, honor the Lord with the first fruits of all my increase, this is what's happened. Then my barns shall be filled with plenty, and my presses shall burst out with new wine. You say, well, I don't have a barn, and I don't have a wine press on my property. You know, I'm, I'm like in, in the modern times here. Yeah, but you know what it means? Just fill in the blank. Amen. My house will be blessed. My, my family will be blessed. My finances will be blessed. My, my barn's going to be just overflowing, and my wine press is bursting out with new wine. So when you put God first in your finances, He'll make 90% go further than 100%. Amen. When you put God first in your life and in your finances, He will add to and multiply what you have left. Because some people are like, oh, I've only got 90%. No, you have 90% that's going to be supercharged and blessed by God because you honored Him. I know it doesn't compute on a calculator, but it makes perfect sense in God's economy. Now, Jesus needed to feed a huge group of people, 5,000 men, not including their, their wives and kids. And he asked the disciples, you know, uh, you know you, we need to feed these people. He said, and they all kind of got their money together. And they were all, you know, I don't know if their robes had pockets or whatever back then, but they were pulling their pockets out of their robes. And they said, well, you know, we, the money we have here, we could go into town and everybody would only get a little bite. They wouldn't even be able to get like a whole chunk of bread. And uh, he said, well, you give them something to eat. Come on, you can do it. And so I don't know who thought of it, but somebody, and I don't know if the little boy offered it up, but there was a little boy's lunch that had, you know, five little pieces of bread and, and a few fishes. Amen. And they, uh, you know, said, well, we got this boy's lunch. He said, that's good. Have them all sit down. It's going to be, you know, smorgasbord time. It's going to be all you can eat buffet. You know, we haven't had one of those in a year and a half. I, I, I would love to have one of those. Uh, all you can eat buffet, right? Um, so Jesus fed thousands of people with a little boy's lunch. How did he do it? Somebody gave him something to work with, and he multiplied it. Amen. And when we tithe, we're giving God something to work with in our lives so he can multiply what we have left. Amen. So here, here's the thing, folks. God doesn't need our money. He, he doesn't. Why? Because the Bible said he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It also says all the gold and the silver are mine, God said. And lastly, if, this is, if that wasn't enough, it says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, you know, and heaven's his throne and earth's his footstool. And so he, he has everything, and if he wants more, he can just speak it into existence. He can create it. Because he went from nothing to something, amen, when it was in the beginning, and there was light, and there was this, and there was that. And so he could do it. So, so tithing isn't for God's benefit as far as, you know, that he needs the money. Tithing benefits the church. It's for the work of God on the earth. Because we know we're in a, we are in a natural uh, situation in some parts. You know, the church, we're a spiritual church, you know, but we also operate in the natural. Amen. We've got a building. 
We've got property. We've got this. And so that takes finances to operate. Amen. And, and so he said, he said, that's why I want you to, to tithe. And, you know, you want to take care of the church and take care of the ministry. And, uh, and uh, then things are going to go good. It also opens the door for us to be blessed beyond measure. Because tithing falls under the general principle of sowing and reaping. And there's an old saying that captures the essence of this principle perfectly. You reap what you sow, right? And you know when you hear that, you reap what you sow, usually it, it sounds like, usually it's a negative, like when you hear that, you're going to reap what you sow. You know? You better watch out what you're sowing there. You're going to reap. The reaper's coming. You know, stuff like that. But this saying is really a, a neutral saying. You know, the principle of sowing and reaping is neutral. It all depends on what you sow. We sow good things, we reap good things. Sow bad things, reap bad things. Now, the word sowing refers to planting seeds. And when we sow, you know, we do so in obedience and by faith. Amen. And it doesn't make sense. Like, Lord, I don't know how this is going to operate. You know, I, I don't know how this is going to work. You know, sometimes you're just wondering, you're, you got your calculator out, you got this, and you're looking at bills and all this kind of stuff. But you know what? By faith and obedience, I'm just going to put it in God's hands because it'll go much further when I put it in God's hands, first and foremost. Amen. When we put God first in our finances, we're investing in something much larger than ourselves, and we're actually putting treasure in heaven. And another interesting aspect to this principle is that you always reap much more than you sow, right? You sow these little seeds and you, you know, if you sow like a fruit tree seeds or whatever, you reap a big old tree and it comes with a bunch of fruit, all from these little seeds. So you always reap more than you sow. Amen. And that's why tithing, the, you know, God, God says, yeah, just honor me with the first tenth. Amen. And then I'm going to bless the rest of the 90% and I'm going to blow right, pie, right past 100% and you're going to have more than you started with because you reap what you sow. Now, sometimes it appears that when we sow the seeds of our tithes, it seems like we're just left with less seeds. That's where faith and patience comes in. Amen. We got to wait on the Lord. His principles are, are true and right. Amen. We sow the seeds, but we reap a harvest. And what we really need to realize is when we plant our seeds in God's kingdom, He will cause them to grow and produce much fruit that will in turn give us many more seeds to work with in our life. Amen. Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 said, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And then it goes on for, to additional blessings beyond finances. Because, you know, sometimes you, you do something in one way in God's kingdom and he'll bless you in a different way. It's not, it's not just, you know, kind, like kind for like kind. So sometimes if, if I bless the Lord in my finances, you know, he might work out and, and somebody's going to get saved in my family I've been praying about. 
or somebody's going to get healed that I've been praying about, or something's going to happen at my job or whatever. You know, it, it, it's all, you know, you never know. And so this next verse, after he said, after you, when you put your tithes in there and he's going to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't even receive, he said, and I'll also do something else. In verse 11, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sakes. He shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. So God's going to protect. Because, you know, there's a devourer that's coming, always coming after the people of God and trying to discourage us or whatever. But God said, I'll rebuke that devourer. And you'll be more fruitful. Amen. With what you have left since you honored God with the first fruits. So that when he says, prove me, in other words, he, he said, he means try me, put me to the test, put this principle to the test in your life. And that's all I can tell somebody that, that someone that's never tithed before and they're trying to figure it out on a calculator and figure it out with their human reasoning and, and logic. Uh, the only thing I can tell them is, you know what, put God to the test and you do it for yourself and you see how it's going to work in your life. Amen. Some things you can only explain so much, and then you got to let somebody do it on their own. See, when we put God first in our finances by tithing, He will pour out a blessing on us that will far exceed what we gave. When I uh, listen, uh, uh, look at the story of uh, Elijah during the famine uh, back in uh, the Kings in the Old Testament, uh, he went from a brook, and he was at a brook that was, had some water, and some ravens were feeding him, and he was drinking from the brook, but then the brook dried up, the ravens stopped coming, and God sent him to a widow woman's house, and the widow woman had a son, that, uh, and she had just enough oil and a little cruise, and she had just enough meal in her meal barrel to make... One, one last like meal cake or muffin or whatever. And she, she and the boy were going to have one last meal and then they were just going to starve to death because nobody had any food. Nobody, you couldn't borrow from anybody. Everybody was in the same thing. And here comes the man of God and came to her house and uh, he, said, he saw her making a little cake. He said, hey, can you make me a little, uh, a little cake first? And some people on the service say, that seems a little insensitive. What do you... This is women and children. What do, you, what do you mean first? But see, it's the principle of tithing. You know, it's the principle of putting God first. That's what this story is about. And so she did it, thankfully. She did what that man of God said. She made him the first little piece of the cake. Amen. And then he said, the word of the Lord has come to me. And your cruise of oil and your meal barrel will not empty until this famine's over. And then she's like, huh? <laughs> I only had a little bit in both. And it was enough just, and he, he said, go, you know, go try it out. And so she would pour out and it would be enough to make another meal. Enough, to, enough, enough meal and enough oil. Enough meal and enough oil. It wasn't a, an abund, over an abundance. It wasn't like she could sell it or whatever. It was enough to feed them and feed Elijah until the famine was over. Amen. That's what happens when you put God first. He'll make what's left go a long way. Amen. And my final scripture tonight in Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Give, 
and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. There again, it's, am I just going to, when I sow seeds, am I going to have like a little seed bag? And am I going to have like a, a pair of tweezers? And I'm going to get like one seed and go, ooh, boy, that's, I want to let go of that, you know, and just like, do I have to do another one? You know, these are my seeds. No, you know, uh, if, if we will just fling the seeds out there, if we will be generous and we will be faithful and we will just put God first, amen, it's going to happen for us. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because the measure you put out there, however you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So don't sow sparingly, sow bountifully. So you'll reap bountifully. And, and then when you give, it'll be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So your cup will run over. Shall men give unto you. So God will, get, will work through people, amen, to bless other people. Just like when we talk about the poor in the Old Testament, the Bible said, he that gives to the poor lends to the Lord, and the Lord will repay him. Amen. And so God uses people to bless other people. And I know he can do it directly, and sometimes he does. Amen. But a lot of times he uses people to bless other people. Praise God. When you, when you, when you least expected it, when you needed it the most, it's there because we are honoring the Lord with the first fruits of all of our increase. Amen. It'll go much further in God's hands, amen, than if we just keep it in our hands and try to figure it out. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.